0: I guess you've heard the latest weather forecast. God reigns (laughs) with sunshine. (laughs) Hallelujah. And the devil's burn up. All sickness and all trouble. That's his outlook. I hope I'm on the committee that kicks him down in there, don't you? Praise the Lord. Wow, this is awesome to be able to be in church tonight, wasn't it? Singing wonderful,
1: yes.
0: amen. amen. Awesome, certainly appreciate the goodness of the Lord to us. Let's <clears throat> turn tonight to the book of Nehemiah, if you would. We've been reading this scripture because I <clears throat> think it's such a parallel to us being able to get our position. <clears throat> In the word, we're not a great time of recognition. If you haven't listened to Recognizing Your Day and Its Message in a while, it would probably do you good to listen to it. Brother Branham deals with the nations recognizing their position, Russia recognizing their position, and he also deals with the bride coming to her place and recognizing her position. And he says it's a time of recognition so everybody's going to recognize where they fit where they belong and it will be not just by their mouth but by their words and actions and life and commitment words only eh, pretty cheap anybody can say anything but it will be really what we commit ourselves to that's right and all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses. Now I don't know if you know it or not, but actually the Koran identifies the Jews and the Christians and with this um, different term. And it calls them both the people of the book. The people of the book. Now, of course, they're not identifying them with the Koran, but they're identifying the Jews and the Christians with the Bible. Well, I believe the real believers are people of the book. Amen. That's right. It's not just one we pack under our arm, but it's what's in our heart. But notice, these people were identified with this portion of the book. In verse 2 And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both the men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday, before the men and the women and those that could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. I many want your ears in tune tonight to be attentive to what God's got to say. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we are so proud and so glad to be identified as people of the book. To us, the Bible is not just another book. It is the greatest of all books. And we thank you, Father, that Brother Branham, whenever he was here, he said some great Christian author had written a book, and they called it the book of the year. He said, well, I disagree. The book of the year is the Bible. And we believe, Father, it is your word. We're so thankful that we are identified with that precious book and we know when the seals come open it did not make the bible to where it was to simply lay on our dresser our fireplace our table and draw dust but the prophet told us when the seals come open it made the bible a brand new book so instead of stopping reading it And feeling like we don't even need to read it anymore, it should give us a greater desire to be able to read it with a clear understanding. I pray you would help us tonight, Father, in light of where we are in our time, that we would not only be able to hear the word read tonight, but may we also understand with the understanding for this hour. Lord, I hold in my hand this prayer cloth Father, this is for Brother Leniel. You see his need in his body. Tonight, Father, we're asking in the name of Jesus that you'd move for him. Lord, you see what he's been dealing with. I speak your word tonight. May the presence of God go there to where he is, Lord. Would you bring healing to his body? Not only him, but many others having needs in their bodies, in their homes, on their jobs, whatever more. As we've just heard the song so beautifully sung, Lord by that choir oh we've seen you heal cancer we've seen you do all these things we know that's who you are Lord God speak to us tonight from your word we pray in the name of Jesus amen God bless you you may be seated Josiah give me a little bit more on the monitor if you would the reason that we would read from any book whether it would be one like these that are very old-fashioned really still in paper form or whether it would be on a digital format that you would pull up on your phone your ipad whatever it is on your laptop on your computer and you are searching so Uh, Sometime today I was doing a search uh, because of my life, where I am, my time frame of my life. What I was searching on was what age I should sign up to draw Social Security. You thought that was funny, did you? You did the same thing. You know, I never thought that I would ever live long enough to search, Brother Skip, such a subject. But somehow, I find that pretty relevant to where I am. And uh, I thought I knew the answer, and I was right, but I just wanted to be sure. Now, these books here, of course, they're much easier in some sense, if we're not very computer savvy. We just kind of do it like this, that www.confuseme.com stuff. You know, I mean, some of you older ones know exactly what I'm talking about. And you've got all these young ones. You've got these little old guys, 8, 10, 12 years old. And they can navigate this and that and the other. And you've got old timers like us. And we're just trying to figure out what to even do. But for whether it would be one like this or whether it would be a digital format, we are looking for some pertinent information of something that we want to know. Something that we are inquisitive about. We're trying to find an answer on a certain thing. Uh, Something that we're curious or something that is relevant to us or a family member and we as it would be in the days gone by of us older ones I guess some of you younger ones can still open a book can't you? You know y'all how to open a book uh, that we would take open and we would simply open it up turn the pages maybe we'd turn to the glossary or we would look in the back I remember when I first started studying the message and Brother David Momless and them had put some books together and uh, I got the golden nuggets book put together by Brother Palmer and different ones and my how valuable Those were to me and then the the word compilation of Brother David Momless putting them together and the big volumes of the books. And my goodness, I just thought that I had a treasure trove from heaven to be able to look back in that and see to find all this sermon where the prophet mentioned this, that and the other. But that's all outdated now. There's no way that I would want to do that. Because I've got the, the message on my phone, so if I'm driving down the road and I hear a quote, then I will want to memorize that. I'll come to a stoplight or somewhere where I stop, I pull the message app up, I type it in, I'm able to share it with whoever. Uh, so would I want to go back to that? No. I've still got those books, but I couldn't tell you how long it's been since I've actually even opened one of them up. It's been years since I've taken Brother David Momless's concordances to be able to use them and apply them to search. Why would I? Because it's way outdated. Maybe just to look at it, just to look at some of my memories and some of the things I underline, pretty much that would be the only reason that I would do it. Well, what's it all for? Why do we look for this and search for that and inquire for something else? Well, we do it because we're trying to find out information we're trying to find out direction of how to go to be honest with you i traveled all over the united states years and years ago traveling around evangelizing and preaching here and there and there and as i look back i honestly don't know how i did it without a gps on my phone Now, I know that you're thinking, oh, Lord, Brother Donnie, you mean you lived before GPS? I honestly did. I lived before GPS, but as I travel with it now, and you just pick up your phone and say, hey, Siri, and Siri says, "Uh uh-huh, and then you say, Siri, drive me to the closest, you know, whatever it is, Dunkin' Donut, Pilot, gas station, this, and you say, how in the world did we used to do that without all of that? and then you've got this other one that can tell you, you know, a a deer spotted up on the right-hand side of the road a quarter of a mile, a tractor and trailer up here doing so-and-so, and and you say, how did I ever travel up and down the United States? Harry, how did we ever do it? Years and years ago without all that smart technology. Now, what is it constantly updating? But at the same time, I read just this week, whenever the COVID was in such a bad state, that the CDC, was actually utilizing our phone data to keep up with whether we were going to church or not. They were keeping up with if you were going to Walmart when you were supposed to be at home. And they were keeping up with us to see if we were attending church or if we were staying at home. Ah, you see, that technology one day is going to have a great price, isn't it? But will we revert back and drag out the old atlas? Anybody here even own one of them anymore? Atlas, Sister Baron. Okay, uh, Sister Carol Wade. All these old people. Okay, God bless you all. So you're keeping it for your memoirs, I suppose. Okay. But most of us would not would not even go back to that. And it's wonderful as long as you have a signal. But if you ever been there where you don't have a signal, then you wish you had a paperback atlas, right? But so what is all of this about? It's to help us because we are living in what is called the information age. Well, I, I believe that there's also a spiritual information age as well. So we don't just read the Bible so we... We can memorize it more and find out the Greek words and the Hebrew words and Aramaic words and this and that. I'm not very good at Hebrew. I'm not very good at English, much less Aramaic or Greek. But I do read it so I can be able to understand better, Brother John, who I am and my promises and what God wants me to be. And this is what was happening, of course, in the time of Nehemiah. Now, it's something that I think that many of the Christians in the world today really don't see a need of being able to go further in the word than just understanding they were lost and they needed a savior and they got saved. The Lord God came down on the earth, lived as a mortal man, gave his blood, gave his life and they they believe on the cross and they believe someday there's going to be a coming of the Lord and they try to do the best that they can and they simply go on. And their understanding, basic understanding of the gospel is the good news that the Lord Jesus came to redeem them from sin, and that is the extent of the gospel message. Oh, but whenever I read further into the word, I realize the gospel did not stop with just John 3.16. So the very man that stood at the foot of the cross, John the beloved, the apostle, the only one that we know by scripture and by history of the apostles that actually stood there and watched the Lord Jesus take his last breath. And yet that man himself was not satisfied in just seeing that. About the cross. As a matter of fact, he mentioned less about the cross than the Apostle Paul did himself. Paul wrote more about the cross than John did, and John was an eyewitness of it. So whenever John was called on the Isle of Patmos and the Lord started showing him all of these strange visions and these symbols and signs and wonders and a beast with seven heads and eyes and all kinds of strange looking things, John didn't say, wait a minute, wait a minute, Lord, I I don't need to understand this. I, I was an eyewitness of the cross. I saw the blood come out of your body. I heard you say those words, Father, forgive. Them. Eli, Eli, let me tonight. why do I need to understand anything about the color of purple and blue and scarlet? Well, this is totally unnecessary. I believe the cross. I plead the blood. I believe there's a heaven Wonder why John went right along with these visions, and John began to write down all of these symbols, and he wrote down what he saw, some of it he understood, some of it he didn't understand, some of it no doubt he knew was for a future time, and part of it he even heard the voice of God as the seven thunders broke, but he was not allowed to write down what they were. So here the man that had a personal experience with seeing the Lord Jesus on the cross, but he did not feel intimidated by the people of the day. Now remember there were Gnostics of the day. that were already by 96 AD, whenever this book was completed, that John was dealing with many, many things. There was false prophets, there was teachers, diatrophies, and so on. And they were teaching very, very many, many strange doctrines and ideas. But John did not feel intimidated by them, nor did he feel inferior by them. So John simply wrote what the Lord God showed him, and John took it upon himself to see that this book was handed out. Now, it's the same way today that people will try to make us feel bad because we are curious, because we are inquisitive. We want to know what did the seals have to say? I mean, if the seals are in the Bible, surely they're not there just to take up space. If God said that there was seven thunders, what's wrong with me desiring to know what they are? If God said that there was a church in Smyrna, a church in Pergamos, a church in Ephesus, and Thyatira, and Laodicea, and God said that there was mysteries in there, what's wrong with me and you desiring to understand what God said about that? But yet many, many of the so-called Christians of the day will try to make you feel intimidated by wanting to find out more. Not only the Christians out there, but you find some in the message as well. And mainly a lot of them, the only thing they know is God sent a prophet and they just keep going around and around and around and they went around there for years and years, but it's time that we turn northward. That we as the people of the book actually find out what is in the book for us and our day. Now, you know, whenever God gave this commission to Brother Branham, and he was to be the one that God would use to be able to not open the seals per se, but give his body so the lamb could take his body and take his gift and be able to vocalize the opening of the seals. Now, you know, whenever you look at the seals, and I know that Brother West went through the seals sometime back with our youth, and I'm sure he found it, and many of you that have already studied it, but whenever you go to looking at the seals, uh, you remember that the prophet opened the, that service there, and the first service was God hiding himself in simplicity, then revealing himself in the same. Now, that was the Sunday morning service. Sunday night service was the breach between the seven church ages and the seven seals. Monday night first seal, Tuesday night second seal, Wednesday night on and on and on, question answers on the seal Sunday morning and the seventh seal on Sunday night. Now whenever Brother Branham goes to preaching on God and simplicity and also on the breach, remember the seals have not yet broke open. Now, when you're listening to God and simplicity and the breach, this is very important because he's still preaching from an understanding that he had preached from many years prior to that. And yet brothers will try to base the ideology that whenever the Lamb took the book, as they want to place that physically happening in 1963 in the month of March, then there was no more redemption. Now, if you're not careful and you listen to the breach only, you can see why you would come up with that consensus. But watch as you go from the breach, then into the first seal, into the third seal, into the sixth seal, into the seventh seal, souls in prison now, go wake Jesus in Shreveport, he that is in you, Jeffersonville, and you will watch as it starts coming out even more and more and more, and it's unfolding itself more. Clearly. Now, I'm grateful that we had an, a man of God that was honest enough to know and be able to let us know that he himself grew in understanding. Now, I know a lot of message people don't believe that, and that's simply because they don't believe all the message. If they did, if Brother Random said, I was about to make a horrible mistake today, and what was that horrible mistake? He dug out the notes where he preached the seven seals years prior to that. Brother Random could not preach it correctly in the 50s because the seals was not open yet. The Lamb had not taken the book. Now, there is a cycle by which this runs. Now, there is a portion of the Word that will be revealed, in in, in a portion, and then it will be further revealed in a complete reality. Now, this is what's going to happen whenever the mysteries of the seals are open. You say, well, what's all this mystery stuff even about? Well, what has that got to do with me? The opening of the book of redemption in your life is helping you to see not only are you redeemed but it's your inheritance as you are on your journey it's not just about heaven and the sweet by and by it's as you're going this way and what is yours along the way getting there so are we to be just a beat down bunch of people that barely able to come to church and y'all pray for me that I'll endure to Sunday morning and then we all turn in prayer because pray for me that I'll be able to make it to Wednesday night that ain't what God wants for his church but whenever we can see who and what we are it will not stop our battles but it will empower us to meet our enemy with the strength and the power of God now I want you to notice this in the first seal so you can see where I'm going here now the mystery of the book are revealed when the seals are broken and when the seals completely are broken now watch so the seals were going to be broken but there's going to be a complete breaking. Now he said when the seals completely are broken, the time of redemption is over. Now, is the lamb standing there here? This is the first seal that night, 318.63. The lamb is there with the book symbolically in his hands, and he's pulled back the first seal to reveal the mystery that had been hid for all these hundreds and hundreds and almost 2,000 years. But yet, the first seal completely was not broken yet, and whenever the book of redemption is actually finalized. It's not just when the Lamb is speaking the seals, but it's when the last name is finished. Now, watch this. It's not just about the mystery in the book, but it's about who is in the book. Now watch, he says, and when the seals completely are broken, the time of redemption is over because the lamb left the intercession post to walk out to take his claims. He was a mediator between that. Now watch, but when the real revelation happens on the seals as they begin to break, the lamb is coming forth from the sanctuary. So there will be a portion of this reveal in March of 1963. But as you follow this on, you realize that that was not literally the lamb calling the bride the book of redemption from the earth. Had he done it, there would have been no more saved but it was being revealed in that symbolic form of revelation, but not yet completely revealed. Now, whenever the sixth seal, the mystery of the sixth seal was revealed, of course, there in March of 63, but the fulfilling of the sixth seal has yet to happen as part of the other seals as they go together. One leads into the other. Same with the seventh seal. The seventh seal was the coming of the Lord. So it was the coming of, of the lamb to break open the seals but it's also the bride coming of Christ you see in the seventh seal is the mystery of the coming of the Lord so it's more than one thing the lamb came in 1963 but then the prophet also says in the bride coming of Christ so what's that seven that was the finish that was the coming of the Lord so it's more than one thing people think well the seventh seal is the Lord coming back? It is, but which time? The Lamb came in March of 63 to be able to start the revelation or the cycle of the seals to start what for? For the resurrection. And then in the bride coming of Christ, that the bride comes out. You see, before the bride could come to her place, the lamb himself had to come and identify who he was and who she was. And then by making the word known, the bride was in the Baptist, Methodist Church of God, bar rooms, out here doing everything in the world, and whenever the word broke open, it allowed the powers of God to work on those names. You see, your identity It's not Donnie Reagan, Harry Reagan, Jim Smith, whatever you are. But it's your true name which is in the Word of God. And the Lamb coming to this generation, this is why that it could not happen in the days of John. It could not happen in the days of Paul. It could not happen in the days of Luther, Wesley, or Pentecost. It had to be reserved in the last days in the days of the voice of the seventh angel. Now watch, he said, when this real revelation happens on the seals, as they begin to break, the lamb is coming forth from the sanctuary. It's according to the word. We read it last night. He come out of the midst and took the book. So he's no more mediator. So the lamb opens the mystery of the book. And this is where some of the brothers got it messed up years ago. And you want to give them benefit. You know, they didn't have the message on the the computer and the software. Well, they could search it all like we can today and many of them grabbed the seal book and they have done the very best that they could. Much of it was not intentional, we believe that. But you know, as we go on and we're able to look at it more securely, many of them will not change what they preached years ago. They just keep going in the same old, same old, same old. But I'm gonna have enough about me that if I can find there's more light on it than the message, I'm not talking about beyond the message, that I just didn't see years ago, I wanna move up myself. Well, Anybody else want to move with me? Y'all want to just sit here and sit still? Well, I don't. I want to move up higher. I want to keep right on moving. Amen. Because to me, that's what Christ is. We walk in the light as he is in the light. So as he reveals himself greater in the light, we move along with him. Amen. Now watch, he says, so he's no more mediator because even they call him a lion. Because they call him a lion and that's the king. He's not, notice how he says this, he's not a mediator then. Notice he doesn't say now. He doesn't say tonight, first seal. But he's not a mediator then. What was he here in March of 1963? He is the Lamb of God, which is opening up the symbolism of the seals, but he's not yet took the book of the purchased possession to be able to claim the bride for the rapture. Had he done that, we would not have been saved. I totally agree with that. But he was not calling the literal book But in the symbol, what did John see? Was it really an actual literal book? I'm not even sure that it was a literal book. It was a symbol of something of what was taking place. And remember him taking the book did not and could not happen on the cross. No, absolutely not. He did not take the book on the cross. I'll let you ponder on that, and then I'll read you the quote. He did not do it at the cross. He paid the purchase price at the cross, but he did not take the book to reveal the mysteries until March of 63. Now, he's not yet took the book to claim his possession. You see, it's in phases, you understand? It's in phases and we mess up when we put it all in one event. No, oh, you see, God will open one event. Remember, he said it's like a Roman candle. So out of there will come a burst and then it'll explode and more will come out of that and more will come out of that. So John sees it in a symbol and then he hears the, th- the voice of the thunders and he goes to write it down and said no, don't write it down, but because it's not yet the time. Then he lays there in mystery form for all those years. And then the Lord comes down and starts to deal with his prophet and he gives to him the understanding of what the symbol is. And then many, as I said, took that part and said, well, no more redemption for nobody because the lamb stood there with the book in his hand and the mysteries was revealed. Yes, the mysteries was revealed, but they were not completed. Hang on to your seat. They're still not completed tonight. Right. As long as there's one name, one name that's on that book that has not yet been finished, not just been called. But he uses these words, when thy last name has been finished. So it's not just God calling somebody and the last person might be saved tonight. We don't know who they are, when they'll be. The last person might be saved tonight, but they may not have the Holy Ghost. Or maybe they're not sanctified. It might be five years, three years, two years, two weeks, three months. We don't know when it'll be. But when that last name, I love the way he says that, when that last name is finished, why? Because your name says who you are. So when God finishes, the last name of that person then he can take the book because he come to redeem every person whose name was on that book Amen. now notice again in the first seal page 139 then when the lamb took the book and broke that first seal God spoke from his eternal throne to say what the seal was to be revealed but when it's placed before John it was in a symbol when John saw it It was still a mystery. So here the seal is broke open. Whenever the Lamb takes it, and he opens this in heaven in the vision, and whenever John sees it, then here goes this white horse rider. John don't know what it is. He just said I seen a horse, and you know here was a rider sitting on top of him, and I I don't know what it was. I don't really what to say. I don't know what to comment about it. So John just wrote down what he saw. What he laid there for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Revelation chapter six verse one. This is the verse of scripture that Brother Branham used for years and years, whenever he would preach the sermons, the mighty conqueror. And he called that white horse rider the Holy Ghost. Well, come on, Happy Valley, don't get quiet on me. You know it's the truth. Come on, let's just say amen. Let the man be a man. He was a man. He was doing the very best that he knew. He could not preach the opening of the seals until the time for him to come open, come open. So when John sees it, John sees a symbol. When John saw it, it was still a mystery. So here the lamb opens it, and John sees a white horse go through there. They said, I don't know what the thing means. I don't well, what does that mean? I, I don't know. So he just writes it down. Okay, well, when he opened the first seal, I saw a white horse rider, and I saw this, this rider sitting on top of him. Okay, I'll just write it down. So that's what he done. But he said it's placed before John, it was assembled, and when John saw it, it was still a mystery. So it came in symbol form. What was the symbolic form? It was a collar white, and it was a horse, and it was a rider. Well, he didn't know who the rider was, he didn't know what to call him, he didn't know whose side he was on. John looked at it, he didn't know. That's why Brother Bram looked at it. Brother Bram didn't know either. Can you imagine how he felt when he realized, Brother John, all those years, he had been calling that white horse rider the Lord Jesus, and he realized it was the devil? Well, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Oh, that just sends us some of these messages, folks. I feel so sorry for him because they don't even believe what he said. They do not believe what the man said. Well, come on, church. Well, why could he say it that way? Well, God gives out light as he wants to, just like he did with John. John stood there and he looked at it in the realm of the fourth dimension and he watches this seal comes open. He sees this white horse and this rider and he said, well, I don't know what the thing is. I don't know what to say. So he just wrote it down. Okay, I'll just leave it that way. So John saw the symbol and when he writes it down in the book, he writes it down in mystery form. So it's symbolic, written in mystery and lays there for years and years. Oh my. Why? It wasn't even revealed right then. It cannot be revealed until what he said at the end time, but it come in a symbol. When the thunder, remember a loud clapping noise, of a thunder is the voice of God. That's what the Bible said, a clap of thunder. They thought it was a thunder, but it was God. He understood. Now watch, when John sees the seal, he sees a symbol, a mystery. He still don't know what it is. But when he hears the thunder, he said, oh my Lord, oh my Lord. Don't you understand what the thunders were? It ain't some complicated something another that you gotta get this man's tapes and that one and this one to understand it. The thunder was the voice of God in every age. Thundering out what? What the mystery of that age was. So John sees it in symbolism. I don't know what it is. I don't understand it. So he just wrote it down. And then he heard the thunder. And when he heard the thunder, the voice of God declared what it was. And John said, Oh, okay, I'm going to write this down. Now I understand what this symbol means. He said, No, 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 no. Let it remain in mystery form until the days of the voice of the seventh angel. Now, notice him. whenever John sees this, he says it was a thunder. When the first seal opened, when it was open in the symbol form, it thundered. Now, what about when it's opened in its reality form? So the same seal can have a symbol form, a mystery form, and a reality form. Now notice then, whenever God wants the book to be open for the bride to be able to find out her inheritance, what was in the book? Well, being the people of the book, and we believe that we are, then certainly we should be able to want to know what is our inheritance. So if if someone left us a, a piece of property and the deed, and it was made to my family and all of my children, I want them to have certain, certain things. And we'll say, well, who, who, who's the executor of the will? And we want them to be able to take that will and be able to tell us, each one of us, what our inheritance is. Wouldn't that be a nice thing? Wouldn't that be something? Well, I want to find out what. I inherited let me see what I got let me find what my portion is well that's exactly what the book of redemption was and it laid there in a mystery form because John caught it wrote it down saw the symbol wrote it in mystery form left there until the last days Now, what's this in souls in prison? But you see in this book was what was redeemed. Now, this is what's in the book. What was redeemed? It was the book of redemption and everything that he had redeemed was written in that book. So it is a book of redemption. All that he died for was written in the book and he could not leave his mediatorial seat until he had thoroughly redeemed. Now you see, bringing this, notice when this is, souls in prison, which is November of 63. Now we've moved over several months. So now we have the prophet placing it to where that the lamb had not completely, in reality, left the mercy seat. You follow me? Because there are still some names on that book. Here's one of them. What about you young brothers? What about you brothers here? Some of you sisters here, your name was on there. If we'd listened to some of the message people, we wouldn't even have tried. I'm so glad we didn't listen to them, but we listened to the voice of God. Believe it or not, you heard the thundering voice of God anchoring down in your heart. That's why people told you there's no more mercy for you. You just basically went on and got mercy anyhow because you were hearing the voice of God call you, and some of them were honest and sincere people, but they were sincerely wrong. Now, notice how he places this, he could not leave his mediatorial seat until he had thoroughly redeemed it, and he couldn't redeem it at the cross. Now, what a great work the work of the cross was, but remember, it was him gendering the money or the means by which the book could be purchased you see the Lord God in the Old Testament had a shadow of this when it was called the redemption money and that was that they could not bring their shekels, uh, their regular money out of of that they bought groceries with and cows and goats and sheep and whatever more and they would be able to bring that into the house of God but they would have a place where they would change it into the shekels or the temple money and they would come in and they would redeem the firstborn and they would do all this with this redemption money. So if you were a firstborn it didn't make no difference how ugly you was. You might have been as flop-eared as you could have been and you could have been the ugliest little old baby i ever seen and my, your daddy could have looked at you and smacked your mama. You were so ugly and said, woman, what in the world did you do? And you say, Lord, have mercy. What is that our youngin? Are you sure? You sure that youngin is our you might have been as ugly as you could be but you, being the firstborn, you had the right of redemption. It was the same with a little, with a little. Oh my, a little donkey. It was the same with whatever more. The firstborn, the one that broke open the matrix, they had the right to be redeemed. And you know what? The priest never actually saw how ugly you were necessarily, or that little old donkey, or that little old whatever it was. But the father that was taught right, he would bring the redemption. Money and the sacrificial lamb and the priest would inspect the lamb no matter how ugly you were how bad you were he wasn't inspecting you he was inspecting your lamb and the redemption spoke which was silver spoke of your innocence oh praise the Lord and God was doing the same thing so God had to make a currency that would be accepted in heaven I've traveled in different parts of the world and some of you have done the same thing and a lot of places will take the U.S. dollar. A lot of them want the U.S. dollar actually and if you know where to go you can get on their black market there and if you go through say you go to Israel and they'll give you a certain exchange rate of whatever it is U.S. dollar for their shekel well if you have guys standing out on the street and they'll give you even more than that because they want your U.S. dollar so it's the same way with European money and whatever more and they want some of them will not take your money well God would not take our money righteousness God would not take our merit. God would not take our works. God would not take any of that. God would not take an angel. God would not take good intention. God needed a currency, a heavenly currency that would be able to redeem us from the bondage of sin. So God himself made a currency which would be interchangeable for our souls. Oh, glory to God. What was that currency? It was the blood of the Lamb of God. Amen. Paul says, for there is one God and one mediator between God and man. Notice the way he says this. One mediator between God and man, the man. Amen. Notice, not the pillar of fire. Not the cloud, not the light, but the man, Christ Jesus. So here Paul is still identifying the Lord Jesus after his resurrection in the mediatorial work, not just as a pillar of fire, not just as a light, but as the man, Christ Jesus. Why? As long as he's dealing with human beings who've not yet had their bodies changed, we need a man on the throne of God. All oh, glory. We need more than a pillar of fire we need a man why he cries he understand when you cry Amen. oh praise the Lord notice he couldn't redeem it at the cross wow so if we stop preaching redemption at the cross oh look what, what we rob ourselves of And this is where most of Christendom stops. You can see why Satan wants them to, can't you? Why, as long as we stop at the cross, it will never produce a resurrection. It will never produce the new changing of the earth until we can get the title deed back in our hands. Don't you understand, when you get your soul changed by the power of God, inwardly, the title deed has started changing. And when you get your body to match your soul, guess what? You're coming back on the earth and it's gonna be changed.
2: Oh, glory to God,
0: hallelujah. God will not change the earth first and then change man. God will change man first and then change the earth. Why, it was man that fell and lost
2: the earth. It will be man redeemed and save the earth. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why, God wants to bring it back.
0: Notice he couldn't redeem it at the cross and this is why. Because they were predestinated in the Lamb's book of life and he had to stay on there to make intercession. Now here he calls it the last person. Until that last person was finished, glory. Well last person, if you're here tonight, hurry up and get finished, would you? That's okay, you can say that back to me, too. Maybe I'm the last one. Hurry up, Donnie. Hurry up, Rob. Hurry up, John.
2: Whoever we are, hurry up. Don't you see God is not satisfied with you being halfway? You've got to be finished. You've got to be finished. He will not stop, he will not stop. Oh
0: my, no wonder that my one little Ruth had went back to her mother-in-law and she said, sit still, my daughter, for the man will not rest until he has finished this thing. Our Lord Jesus will not rest until every name is finished on that book of redemption. Notice this then in the breach, and now we're going to see what the book says about how it became open. And it is not made known until the lamb takes the book and breaks the seals and opens the book. The lamb's got to take the book. It's his. Now you see, on the cross, he died the death of a sinner. So he cannot go straight from there Listen, he cannot go straight from there to heaven. He had to go to hell first. Demonology, part two, paragraph 199, when I think of how that God sent him to hell for his sins. Now remember, he never done one thing wrong in his life, never said one thing wrong, never thought one thing wrong. Is that right? But he took our sins upon himself. The head, the first head of the human race forfeited my rights to eternal life, but the second Adam came to redeem me back. He could stand there, one man forfeited all. One man bought it all back. Oh, glory be to God. One man bought it all back. For one man's offense we were cast out. For one man's justification we are redeemed back to the presence of God. Oh my, notice he said the lamb's got to take the book. It's his. How'd it become his? God made the currency. God made the currency. They was looking for a man in the vision. Heavens was searched. Under the earth was searched. Everywhere was searched. And they couldn't find the man. Now it wasn't that there were not angels that was there. That would have been worthy. But that wasn't what the search was for. The search was for a coin currency. Call man, God would take
2: man to
0: redeem man.
1: Praise be to God.
2: Now
0: we're gonna see what the book says of how it became open. It's not made open until the lamb takes the book, breaks the seals and opens the book. The lamb's got to take the book, it's his. So he purchased it on the cross, but he couldn't take it on the cross. He's got to go up before the Father's throne and pay the debt, which cannot take place before going to hell. The judgment of God is upon him. And there he goes to hell. But he don't say how long he's got to stay there. That's right, for under three days I'll raise this cell, my body up again, he says. Destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it back up again. That's right, praise the Lord and we have probed, I want you to notice this now. If you wanna say what he said, I challenge you to say it. We right. Yep. Right. have probed, right. and presumed, and stumbled. Now come on, you Tay people, say what he said. Right. Right. Brother Ram didn't say you all, come on. but he said we. Right. Right. I reckon we includes him. And me and you and all the rest of us. Come on, children, let him be a man. We have probed and presumed and stumbled and wondered, and that's the reason we're all in such a confusion. But with the divine promise that this book of redemption will perfectly be opened by the Lamb and the seals thereof will be loosed by the Lamb in the last day in which we're living now. And it is not made known until the lamb takes the book and breaks the seals because remember the book is being holded in the hands of him that sat upon the throne and the lamb comes to him that sits upon the throne and takes the book out of his right hand, takes the book. And this could not have happened on the cross. (laughs) It had to happen after his resurrection. So when the woman comes up to him, Rabona, Rabboni, and she's going to do what she's always done. She's going to run up and touch him. He said, don't touch me. I'm not yet ascended. I've got to pay the debt. I've got
2: to pay the price. But go tell my brethren, Hallelujah, go tell my brethren, I go to my father and your father, my God and your God. Look, he's fixing to pay the price. The blood's gonna go upon
0: the altar of God and he wants them to know a new salutation. Tell them they are my brothers.
2: Hallelujah, they are my brothers. Amen, amen. We both come from the same Father God.
0: But isn't it amazing when he comes back and just a couple of days after that and he appears in the room and he says, touch me, handle me. Well, Well, how come he wouldn't let Mary touch him and now he's touching him? The price has been paid. Lord of mercy, can you imagine touching a glorified body for your first time? Whew, I'd have to say somebody hold
2: my mules. (laughs) Oh, while I have a spell. You imagine them looking at him, and touching him and handling him, and a glorified body walk right through the
0: wall. And I said, oh Lord, it's a ghost, it's a spirit, it's some kind of something. He said, have y'all got anything to eat? And brought him a piece of fish and a whole honeycomb, and he stood right there. You know, a spirit don't eat, but he stood down in that glorified body. What was it? The mediator was now standing on the earth. The man, Christ Jesus.
2: The price had been paid. Now he can walk up in the hands of God and say, Give me the book. Oh, glory to God
0: watch this alright in the Bible the book of Ruth as you read it you'll find out such a person is called the Goel G-O-E-L where it was a person that could meet the requirement so what if your sisters go to the mall tomorrow and you find this beautiful dress oh and it's just your color and it's just your size. So you get out your wallet, but you didn't realize your kids have been playing with your wallet last night. And they were playing Monopoly. (laughs) So here they stick in these million dollar bills and hundred thousand dollar bills and all that, you know, and you just, and your face is as red as I don't know what and you don't have no plastic with you or nothing like that, you know. And you're dragging out this money and then people are at Dillard's looking at you thinking, hmm, skirt church, yeah, yeah, she's got on the dress. (laughs) And you say now, go to jail, Uh, return back to home, Uh, can you cash this million dollar bill? Ma'am, we don't accept that money here. We don't accept that currency here. Oh Lord children, if you could only understand when the Lord God saved you, He gave you enough checks to make it all the way to
2: heaven and back. Amen. Praise me to God if you're sick tonight, you've got the money in your account. Oh, that devil may try to stop you. He might try to give you symptoms. He may try to do everything in the world. But you sign your name down at the bottom of that check because the price has already been paid by his stripes. You are already healed. But I don't feel healed, Brother Donnie. That don't mean nothing. You're already healed. You're already saved. You're already delivered. And the money is already in your account. Say back off, devil. It's mine. It's mine.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Hallelujah. <sighs> the Goel must be able to do it, must be willing to do it, and he must be a kinsman. So he must be willing to do it. He must have the money to do it. And he must be a kinsman. But God wasn't kin to us. God was a spirit. So God had to become kin to us. So he set himself up on the little second wheel on the top of the potter's wheel. And he reshaped himself into a human being. (laughs) And <laughs> to
2: currency, which could be accepted.
0: Now I like foreign money. I've got money from Norway. I've got money from Israel. I've got money from Egypt. I've got money from a lot of different places around the world where I've been. I just think it's interesting. I just think it's neat. So can you imagine going through McDonald's tomorrow? and I want to get me something to eat and something to drink. And I go through there and they tell me whatever it is, you know, and I go up there and I give them that Egyptian money, what in the world? (laughs) Or I'm gonna give them some money from Switzerland, the Swiss francs, or I'll I'll give them the the French money. I've got all all different kinds of it, it's not worth that much, but I've just kept a little bit over time, and I say, now now this is real money. I said, where's this come from? Where's this come from? I, I ain't never seen nothing like this in my life. Well, that's the way it is whenever we are identified with a new nation. We got a new nationality and we've got a new bank. It's called the Bank of Heaven. Oh, it ain't the bank of Laodicea. It ain't the bank of a denominational organization. They won't take our checks. Woo,
2: woo, woo. Oh, glory to God. But the Lord God made himself into the form of currency so he could pay himself by himself, through himself, for you. Oh! Hmm, glory.
0: God, the Creator of spirit, became kin folks to us when he become man. So he places himself up on the wheel and allows himself to shape himself. So Spirit God shaped God-man. The (laughs) God-man. In order that he could take our sin upon him and pay the price and redeem us back to God again. There it is. There's the Redeemer. Christ has redeemed us now. We are now redeemed. Listen. But he has not yet claimed His possession. This is the final phase of taking the book. You see, it's a book of redemption, it's a book of mystery. And to really those that are born again, they're sort of the same thing. They're really a mystery. Really? They're a mystery. Yeah, different folks here tonight. They probably enjoy reading different books, some fiction, some non-fiction, some, you know, mystery and this and that. Well, that's what the bride is. She's a mystery book. Yeah. But she ain't a novel. And she ain't, you know, this is a fiction. No, she's not fiction. She's true. But it is a mystery. Now what? There's the Redeemer Christ and He's redeemed it now, and we are now redeemed but has not yet claimed his possession yet. So on the cross, the book, the right of redemption was redeemed, but he hadn't claimed it yet till after
2: the resurrection.
0: Oh, glory to God, I thought somebody would get that and we have been redeemed from the clutches of sin, we've been redeemed from that lying devil, we've been redeemed from that old nature of sin, but we've not yet been claimed as the full inheritance of the possession yet. So when will that happen? The rapture and the resurrection. So the Old Testament book was sealed with what? The blood of the Lord Jesus that was able to empty out paradise. Why? They didn't have a blood, a money in exchange that would be able to allow them to go into heaven. So he went down there, glory to God, and brought them out. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and all that. What come with the closing of the book of the Old Testament? A resurrection of the Old Testament saints. Amen. Amen. What will come with the closing of the New Testament? He fulfilled the old. The bride will fulfill the new. I hope this don't stagger you.
2: But the Lord Jesus is not going to fulfill the New Testament. The church, the bride, the bride will fulfill the New Testament.
1: Thank you, Lord.
0: And what will happen when the New Testament is fulfilled? Closing of the book. And what will happen? a resurrection. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Notice this again in the breach. He hasn't claimed it yet. See, if he took the book of redemption, everything that Adam had and everything that he lost, Christ redeems back. And he's already redeemed us, but he hasn't took the possession yet. And he cannot until the time appointed. This is why we can still get sick. This is why we can feel depressed and sad and and all of that. And yet the work of redemption taking place in our soul. Well, how come I can be so happy sometimes and so low at other times? Because the possession has not yet been claimed. (laughs) Notice, notice what he says. He cannot until the time appointed.
2: And then, and then will come The resurrection.
0: Then the earth will be renewed again and then he will take possession. His possession which he got when he redeemed us. But he will do it at the appointed time. Watch Paul, Ephesians 1, verse 13. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also... After that you believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You see, the Baptist church wasn't founded when Paul wrote this. They didn't believe that you got it when you believed. Notice how Paul wrote it. After he says, and whom also after that you believed you were sealed. Another work of grace. The same unfolding of the same presence of God. It moves from the mystery form. Oh, I'm coming to God. I want to get saved. I want to know what's going on. Oh, Lord, please help me. I'm in darkness. I don't know what to do. And then the mystery breaks open around the seed in your soul, and you realize, praise God, I never was a goat. I never was a chicken. I was not know chicken turn into an eagle. I was just an eagle that didn't know
2: I was an eagle. Yeah. Hey no hog turned into a sheep I always was a sheep I was born a sheep but I was a lost sheep but I was a sheep nonetheless amen I never did belong to the devil I always was one of his I was one of his thoughts the devil cannot stop me
0: today I realized this very day today I realized why the church is so mesmerized by grace I mean so much of their songs and so much of their preaching and it's, it's just they're, they're just so overwhelmed that God would ever do something for them because they're so undeserving and they're so unworthy and they I'm not saying grace is not amazing for us, but it's amazing in a different way. (laughs) Oh, you're saying you're worthy? No, not me as a human being, but grace is not the same to the bride
2: as it is to church. She always was his.
0: You see, a person who really can see that, why can they do it? Because the book of redemption has opened within them. Yes. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. It's not just cliches and terminology. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. I, I said, what the seals are. I no, no it, it's when it's opened within you and it pulls past all that church energy, and it pulls past all that theology and this and that. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace, hallelujah. I was an old sinner then and I'm an old sinner now. Well, you need to get saved and get rid of that old sinner. Well, come on, the bride ain't no sinner saved by grace. You cannot be a sinner and be saved at the same time. You gotta be one of the t- other. And if you're saved
2: tonight, you ain't no sinner. You're a child of God. Amen, you're a child of God. And it wasn't something given to you. Oh my, you didn't
0: deserve it. You weren't. he had you in his mind when he was on the cross.
2: You're the reason he died. You're the reason he came. You're the reason he paid the price. You are the reason you're part of the mystery of the book. Hallelujah. The mystery was in himself and he handed it down to you. Oh, glory. Oh,
0: hallelujah. Hallelujah. And whom also after that you believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the
2: redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory.
0: Until the redemption. Now this is what Paul was talking about in the book of Romans also. The redemption of our body. The redemption of the purchased possession. So the possession is already purchased and it already belongs to him. And the finale of the redemption is gonna be the body change. Amen. Well, glory to God, hallelujah. It's a sign that the New Testament is finished when the bride's being changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. I read yesterday whether our Department of Defense is gonna start doing a little bit of more research on the UFOs. Because come to find out, they've been hiding a lot of information from the public. And they think it's about time they go to having some hearings on them UFOs. Well, they're looking for UFOs, we're looking for IFTs, identified flying theophanies. Hallelujah. While they're trying to figure out if there's life on Mars, is there life on Jupiter? I'll tell you where life. Life
2: is in the word of God. Amen. Amen. Not just in heaven, but life is here tonight. A life giver, a life changer. Amen. Life.
0: Amen. Notice again the preacher, and he says, it's all hidden in this book of mystery here. It's sealed up with seven seals. And so the lamb is the only one who can break them. You see, for the folks around the message who saying Brother Branham broke the seals, they need to reread the seal book. Yeah. Brother Branham was not worried any more than Moses was or Paul or Elijah. The lamb is the only one who can break the seals. Notice in the first, thing, when the lamb leaves the throne yonder on his days of mediatorial work, when he leaves the throne up there and takes that book of redemption, and walks forth, every knee will bow. Which didn't happen in March of sixty-three. Sixth seal, he shed that blood freely. He didn't have to, but he gave it freely to redeem. Then he goes upon the altar of God and waits there while God holds the book of redemption in his hand and the bloody lamb stands on the altar of sacrifice. There's a lamb to make redemption making intercession. Hope you're ready for this one. But you see in this book, souls that are in prison, was what was redeemed. What a quote to make in that sermon titled, Souls that are in prison now. And now he's talking about souls that were in prison, but they ain't no more. (laughs) Woo! Glory! Glory! It was the book of redemption, and everything that he had redeemed was written in that book. All that he died for was written in that book, and he could not leave his mediatorial seat until he had thoroughly redeemed. And he couldn't redeem it at the cross because they were predestinated the Lamb's book of life. Again, in souls in prison, but one day he rose from there and come forth. Where was the book? At. It was still in the abstract honor. God Almighty. And John looked around and he wept because there was no man even worthy to look on the book and especially open the seals to reveal what the hidden mystery was. The mysteries was in the seven seals and when the seven seals was opened, praise God, that opened up the entire Bible. So without the seals being opened, then people are reading the Bible with the Bible closed. Not the pages, their understanding, as it was here in the days of Nehemiah. The book of the law was closed until men of God stood up anointed, and they began to bring it. what did it do? It caused a revival among them people. I'll tell you one thing, friends, I ain't want no revival of Happy Valley Church to where we're going out here and going to the hospitals and you go to the Franklin Woods and empty it out. I'll go to the med center and empty it out. You go down here and empty it out. Oh, I want a revival where the last one around here can be brought to the Lamb of God and the last person can come to their place of maturity. Will we shout, Brother Donnie? Sure, we're gonna shout a little bit. Will we jump? We may do a little bit of jumping too, but I want more than jumping.
2: I want more than shouting. I want our lives so unfolded it into the word of God that we are living, walking, talking, example of the Lord Jesus doing what he's called us to do so he can fulfill the New
0: Testament in our church. Oh, glory to God. Mm. The seven seals, it was sealed with seven mysteries and then those seven seals held the entire mystery of it. It was the book of redemption, the New Testament. Not the old. It only proclaimed for the new. They could not be made perfect without us. Now the redemption only come when the Redeemer died. And they were potentially under the blood of lambs. Not the Redeemer. Hadn't been redeemed yet. Until the Redeemer came. So Joseph, Jacob, Isaac, Abraham. All those people. They had not yet been redeemed. Until the Redeemer come. Don't you see the church of the Old Testament could not be fully redeemed until the coming of the Lamb. Amen. Don't you understand? We had to have an ascent of the coming of the Lamb, not to die on the cross, but to take the book of redemption and read to us our rights. Oh Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Notice soul's in prison again. The Lamb came forth, walked up to him that had the book in his right hand and received the book. Oh my goodness. Then what did he do? Climbed up on the throne and sat down. Wow! So he climbed up on the throne and sat down. I and my Father
2: are one. Amen. Glory to God.
0: Amen. So the money and the man who held the deed were the same person. Because the man who held the deed made the currency payable to himself to release the debt against his own judgment of his laws so those in the book of redemption could be set free
2: forever. Praise be to God. Oh, not another God, not another being, but out of himself. He created himself
0: in the form of currency which could be paid to himself. And when he was paid, he said, I'm good. I'm good. You
2: all are free. Your sin debt is settled. You're free. You don't have to bow to the devil no more. You don't have to bow to the devil's image no more. You are free.
0: When the seals are, oh my goodness, it's more than that. When the last one that was everything that he had redeemed, say, why didn't redeem them 40 years ago, 2,000 years ago? See, their names are on the book of life, in that book. And he had to stand there because it was in God's
2: purpose to redeem them.
0: Don't misunderstand me. God's purpose was before
2: God's grace. Oh, glory to God he purposed it in himself before the
0: foundation of the world there was no grace around there was no grace needed before the foundation of the world the purpose brother Darrell preceded grace I hope you're hearing me tonight do you understand one day when you walk down the streets of gold you will no longer need faith you will no longer need faith to believe there is a God. One day you will step out of the realm of things that's hoped for of the evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is. One day you will know, oh my, you will no longer need faith because faith will transition into sight. Faith will lead you to sight, but once you get to sight, you no longer need faith. Praise be to God. Purpose preceded grace.
2: Purpose overrode every shortcoming that man would ever have. That's why he could say, I will never lose my pride.
0: We better stop, I'm just starting to get my second wind. Man alive, this must be what Brother Tim feels like when he preaches about two hours. <laughs> no offense a little buddy. <laughs> Notice he had to stand there because it was God's purpose to redeem them. Their name was put on the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. The lamb was put there with it to be slain. Here come the lamb when we're slain. We come back to make intercessions. The church is predestinated to be without spot or wrinkle. She is going to be there. Did you hear that, devil? Not what if, possibly, she's going to be there. I was before there was a devil in the sinking of God. And when there ain't no more devil, I still will be. <sighs> the Lamb died for that purpose. Listen. And when the last name on that book was redeemed, the Lamb came forth
2: and took the book. I'm the one that did it. (laughs) Wow. When the
0: last name was on the book, then the Lamb comes forth and takes the book. Then the Lamb can say, I'm
2: the one who did it. I am your Goel. I am your kinsman.
0: You are my beloved, and I'm yours. Whew. Let me read one more. See their names are put on the book of life, the book of redemption, and Jesus come to redeem those that had their names in the book and that last name is redeemed, that last name. You see, you are your name, and your name is you. Can't you see what, it, what, what in eternal security, this is not the Baptist version of eternal security, this is the book version of eternal security. <laughs> you didn't get it.
2: This is what gives you security.
0: Your name was in the book before your name was in a human body.
2: Oh, glory to God. Glory to God.
0: And when that last name is redeemed, the lamb takes the book
2: and walks away. That's all.
0: Redemption is over.
2: It's closed.
0: Can I read one more? (laughs) That church is a predestinated church. Every name that was ever put on that book, Jesus came to redeem. And when that last name is redeemed, the book is closed. He didn't intend that no one would be lost, but his foreknowledge let him know who would be lost. Therefore, he could predestinate. And then their names are put on the book. And then when the book of redemption is closed and sealed with seven seals. Well oh, the book of redemption was closed and sealed with seven seals. While it's being worked out by the mysterious powers of God. Someday when the book of redemption is finished, the lamb takes it and when the last name is called off of that the lamb comes forward to call what he's redeemed. That's his church. So he comes and he says, sweetheart, come on home. I told the Lord early this morning, I was out early and man alive, I I seen some sodomites at Lowe's and oh, Lord have mercy. I just told Jesus right out loud, I said, Lord, How much longer are you going to let us stay here in this place of sodomy? How much longer are we going to have to stay here? Every day we live, it's more unfitting. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the kingdom. And someday when the book of redemption is finished, the lamb takes it. Then the last name is called off of that, and the lamb comes forward to call what he has redeemed. That's his church, and I believe that time. It's close at hand. Praise God. Friends, can't you see why in our saints, not, not just our church I'm talking about, but the saints of God, the elect of God around the world, when they get ready to face death, whether it's a heart attack, a car wreck, or whatever it is, they're able to look death straight in the eye. Not stutter shiver be scared to death Paul says the time of my departure is at hand the word that he used there Paul was quite an illustrationist and he's using the word of shipping of sailing and it was was the metaphorical sense of a boat Paul had rowed many of them and they've got the ship loaded They've got all the cargo, the food, the passengers and they're loosening the ropes, the tie ropes from the moors. So he said, the time of my departure is at hand. So they're pulling the rope off the moors and they're pushing off on the side. Now he says, I'm ready to be offered. Wow, what a thing for a man to say. And the word offered was a drink offering. I'm ready to be offered, not as a sin offering, but I'm ready to be offered to my Lord. So here's my life. He didn't say, oh no, oh no, death's coming, oh no! He said, death, you can't make me afraid. Where's your sting at death? Where's Where's your victory at grave? But thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is simply me being poured out as a drink offering. Remember, whenever them men fought through them 15 miles of bloody uh, flistings and all that to go get the drink of water for David, and what'd they do? He said, well, I can't take this. But he poured it out as a drink offering. And what would they do to, to the Paschal Lamb? They would take the wine, the drink offering, and they would pour that on the head of the Lamb. Paul said, I am simply the crowning of the work of the crucifixion. And my life has been poured out for years. And now the final, the finale of the pouring is coming. Soon and very soon, I'll be waving my fingers through the bluegrass.
2: On the other side.
0: Praise God. Now he's a Roman citizen. So they're gonna behead him. Can you imagine as he walks up there. See you in a minute. <laughs> Mm. soon and very soon I am going to see the king and there rolled his head blood gushing out of his body Paul stepped out of the old ship of Zion on the other side
2: Hallelujah. hallelujah
0: hallelujah here they come running scream and holler, our
2: precious brother.
0: Well, I tell you, I got to think about it today, how many we've, we've had to cross over in the last few years. It's, it's unbelievable. I think about Brother Mike Johnson. I think about him today, how him and Brother Jim Babb, they, Jim Babb was not a very shouting, emotional guy here. Well, I can't imagine what he's doing over there. Amen. You imagine old Brother Mike got ready to cross over The Lord might have sent Brother Jimmy down. Oh my. Maybe Brother Gene Lee and some of the other brothers that knew him and loved him so well.
2: I said, Brother Mike, praise God, brother. Praise God. How is it, brothers? Oh, you can't
0: believe it. We're not tired, we're not weary. And then he heard a woman, glory! I said, who's that? It's Sister Mary Hornyak.
2: Oh, glory to God. Here she come down through there. Oh, yes. And there was another 18-year-old woman who said, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Said, who's that? Sister Clark. Yes. Praise <laughs> God. Hallelujah. <laughs> who's that one? Sister Ward. This one, that one. Oh, you. Yeah, they all come. Oh,
1: brother mic. Oh, Jesus. Lord God. Lord, help us, I pray. Help us to do what we can, Jesus.
0: Lord, help us to be led by your Spirit. If you would lead us to speak to someone, to talk to someone that's lost, someone that's maybe an eagle and they just don't know yet. Lord God, help us to be sensitive to your Spirit. It might be the last name on the book. Anoint us, Lord God. Help us as your children, Lord, to realize we're here for more than just having a job. We're here for more than just building a house and raising children and getting old and retiring and then the cycle of life keeps going. I believe there's people in this building tonight that will never die. The cycle will stop. It must have been very peculiar for Enoch once it was revealed to him. All they had known was born, eat, live, die. Born, eat, live, die. But God revealed to Enoch, you will break this cycle. Lord God, I believe we're in that generation that will break that cycle. Oh, some of our brothers and sisters have gone on before us. Praise God. But that won't hinder for the dead in Christ shall rise first. One morning, Sister Linda, be standing there in a room. She'll be overwhelmed with this presence. She'll turn around and look. Never be Brother Jimmy, a young man again. Sister Risa Arnold may be getting up and weary and tired. And hear a noise in the living room. I'll send Brother Homer, a young man. Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Gene Littleton there in his house. Hear a noise. It'll be Sister Helen. Beautiful young woman. Oh, Lord God, this is not a Disney dream. A fairy tale. It'll be the closing of the book. And with the closing of the New Testament book must come a resurrection. And the scripture tells us that many of the saints which slept in the graves arose and entered in with him. In his resurrection. So you close the Old Testament. And to prove it was closed and sealed. A resurrection came. Glory to God. To prove that the New Testament has been completed. Under the Gentile dispensation. The resurrection and the rapture will set in. Lord God we love you. If there's a person here tonight. Or one streaming that's not ready. Lord God may they make peace with you. Lord may they not just get saved. But may they get finished. Praise God, Lord. Wherever each of us are tonight, Father, finish me, Jesus. Finish me, Lord. Hallelujah. Don't just start a work in me. Finish me, Jesus. What have you got to do to finish me? How many wants to be finished tonight by the grace of God? Oh, praise the Lord. Don't you love him, saints, with all your heart? Oh, don't you just want this word to be living Out of your life, day by day, a life lived by the word as the word expressed. Praise God. Let's sing something here. Oh, let's just worship him now just a little bit. Think the lamb opened the mystery that we might be able to hear our part in the word. It's not confusing. It's not difficult to understand. Let let go of a bunch of words and proverbial things that don't mean nothing anyway. He come to let you see who you were. You always was a sheep, but you was just lost. Remember them parables that Jesus gave us when he put them in a row there in the book of Luke? He gave about the woman who lost the coin, and he told about the man who lost the sheep. Look at every one of them. They're exactly telling the same story, the story of redemption. That woman lost that piece of money, lost it in her house, but that money was already money before she lost it. It was minted somewhere and had an image and a superscription on there. It had it on there when it was on her head. No, it was a wedding band around her head. It was there when it was lost. It was there when it was found. Hallelujah, the only thing it was was out of fellowship with her. It was always a coin. What about the prodigal son? Jesus never said he went down there and he was a pig and then he turned into a son. Don't you see it's the same story of redemption? Amen. You were his. You were his. Well, he said, Brother Donnie, what about my child? What about this, that? Oh, I'll tell you, friend, there won't be a one of them be missing that day. Everyone whose name is on that book and the prophet tells us when that last one is called, that very last one, there will not be another one saved if it would go on for hundreds of years. I don't know how he's done it, but somehow he's timed it. So we're dispersing of that seed down through time. That very last one matching that name on the Book of Redemption will get saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, right at the exact same sequence of time that the power of the beast is coming on the earth and all that getting ready and the very last one. Oh my, he says it was in Tampa 1964, we wonder why the church, why there's no revival. Let's say it like this, there was a little boy a little girl born over in Seattle, Washington. That book holds their name. Oh my, the church will slug along, play along, have meetings and so forth, until that child is old enough to receive it. And whenever they receive it, all glory to God, then the church will be gone. I'm so glad he would do it that way, because that name might have been my name. It might have been your name, it might have been your name. Thank God. Oh, let's worship him a little before we go. Praise the Lord. I was gonna say I'm sorry, but I ain't gonna say I'm sorry. I enjoyed this too much, and
1: that's I'm sorry. Soon and very soon, Hallelujah! We are going to see the King. Oh yes! Thank you, Lord. Soon and.
0: God, we bless your name, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Years or so ago, on church after Sunday morning, Carol come back in the office, was fixing to leave, was going to go through a drive-thru somewhere and get something to eat. I realized I didn't bring my wallet to church. So I seen Brother Louie out there, I said, Brother Louie, could I borrow some money to buy me and Carol, me and Carol something for dinner? He said, Why, well, honey, you sure can. <laughs> well, I was in a lot worse shape than that when I was lost. I didn't need dinner. I didn't need breakfast. I needed peace. I needed redemption. Jesus became my money. Well, of course, the next time I come to church, Brother Louie gave me twenty dollars. He said, "Here, take this." I said, well, "I won't need that much. Just going to get a hamburger or something." I said, "No, take it. You might want something else." So the next time I seen him, I brought that another twenty dollars back. Why you ain't giving me that back? I wanted you to have that. Now I was grateful. But I wasn't just totally overwhelmed and totally amazed the way a stranger would have been. Why? Because we're family. You see, for the church they're just so amazed and so overwhelmed and they're just so, they just can't believe he would do it for them. But the bride says, why wouldn't he do it for me? I'm one of his attributes. (laughs) So we're not trying to pay him back. We're not, Lord, I I, I, I want to pay you back for saving me. I wanted you to have that. I wanted you to be free. I wanted you to have my Holy Ghost. I wanted you to have my life. I wanted you to represent me. I wanted you to have it. Praise God, then I will gladly receive it. Praise the Lord. I don't think it pleases him friends when we go to him with our needs and we act like beggars and we get down on our hands and knees like we're some kind of outcast and something like that, we are sons and daughters of the Amen. living God. Amen. And we need to come before his throne with baldness. Amen. Praise the Lord, and it's been so good to be in church Amen. tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord let's sing down from his glory as we get ready to go this is all what made it completely possible for us God made an exchange of currency there wasn't any in existence that would be able to pay the bill so it come from the mint himself he made a currency for my salvation
1: down from his glory ever living story my god and savior came and jesus was his name sing it with me now Born in a manger, to his own a stranger. A man of sorrows, tears, and agony. was well, all of our hearts. What condensation bringing us redemption? Yes, Lord, that in the dread of night, not one faint hope inside God. Gracious, tender laid aside all this splendor, stooping to woo, to win, to change. the Lord God let all the angels of God worship him hallelujah 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 we worship you tonight Jesus we bless your name Lord
0: God hallelujah hallelujah we praise you tonight Jesus don't you love him saints with all your heart Oh, I'm so glad He's helped us to recognize that He came and died on the cross. But I'm so glad He's helped us to recognize He'd come again. That time not to die on the cross, but to take that book. Amen. I'm so glad He's come again in the bride coming. Don't you understand the seventh seal is the coming of the Lord? So he comes in one event, then he comes in another event, and then he comes the climax of it all, the shout, the voice, the trumpet. And the voice will call for the dead. Praise God. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's sing together, why didn't we recognize before we go? I know you got to work tomorrow and some of y'all got to go to school, but you know what? You'll stand out there and run your mouth for 30 minutes, so let's just stand here and praise the Lord for a little bit. Amen. Thank God. I know, I know we've sung this song for years and years, but I, I think it becomes more real to us as we, as we go along. God bless you. Why don't you turn and shake hands with somebody if you feel comfortable in doing so. Tell them it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. The day before yesterday They crucified my
1: Lord beat Him unmercifully and nailed Him to a tree. The sky grew dark and the earth began to fall. People cried, surely. We've crucified the Son of God Everybody now we could go tonight
0: Lord God hasten the day reach that last one Lord finish them so we can go if we could hear Paul tonight he'd be saying press the battle Peter would say Ben press the battle brother random would say press the battle they're waiting on us Lord God help us to be ready Father, as we go from this place, may you go with us. Your presence help us, dear Jesus, that we can live your word. Make your word more real to us. That we can come to our full inheritance. For our inheritance will cause the resurrection. Praise the Lord. When the Gentile age is finished, consummated in this last group of people on the face of the earth, then the resurrection will set in. Praise be to God. Grant it, Lord Jesus. Heal the sick among us. Deliver those, Father, that are bound with whatever it is in their life. We love you. Bring us back again Sunday, Lord. Meet with us, we pray, in a special way. Grant it, Father, for it's in the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask it. And the saints said, Amen. God bless you. Don't you love him with all your heart? Amen. You love one another? Yes. Amen. God bless you. Let's just sing together as we go. Amen. Well, I think that's a good word to say at the end of this service, don't you? Amen. Amen. And the church said, you're dismissed in the fear of God.
1: Amen.